Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And don't miss our one-minute Exit Coach Tip of the Day on ExitCoachRadio.com. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Thanks so much for joining us. Welcome to the show, and uh, I'm excited about my next guest. Let me ask you a question. Have you tried to figure out and make sense out of the stock market? Uh, you know, everybody thinks they, they're going to get this uh, pattern going. There's a lot of people that say, for instance, um, sell in May and go away, um, you know, in the stock market. And sometimes those patterns actually work for a couple years, and sometimes you just get disappointment. But my next guest is Andrew Ahrens, Managing Partner of Synergy Advisory Management Group. And we're going to talk about seasonal patterns that have existed in mid-cap stocks over the last 33 to 34 years. So these are patterns that have happened. Andrew is the founder and managing partner of Synergy Advisory Management Group. He's a registered financial consultant, a certified senior advisor, and a member of the National Ethics Bureau. And he's a licensed security and insurance professional who holds a series 7, 63, and 65 licenses. And he graduated from Emory University in 1988. He's been recognized one of the 10 leaders of Independent Wealth Managers of New Jersey in 2000 through 2015, as published in the New York Times. He's also been named 2011 and 2015 Five-Star Wealth Manager, as published in the New Jersey Monthly. So in a little more than a decade, Andrews emerged as one of the leading independent financial advisors in New Jersey. He's knowledgeable, practical, and attentive, and at 49, he already has a breadth of knowledge and experience superior professionals many, year, many years as senior. So let's get him on the line. Andrew, Welcome to the show, and uh, thanks so much for joining us today. It's a pleasure to meet you. Thanks, Bill. It's a pleasure to meet you as well. I thought I'd better leave the introduction before we run out of time altogether, but it's fascinating. You've, you've done a lot in your in your life, and uh, obviously uh, getting all of these accolades uh, is one thing, but all the experience you've gathered is what our listeners want to hear about. So tell us a little bit about how you got started with Synergy Advisory Management Group and uh, and how you help clients. Well, uh, I am actually uh, the founder and managing partner of Synergy Advisory Management Group. We're here in uh, North Jersey. And um, one of the things that we've built our practice on has been on educating uh, uh, clients for retirement. Uh, We do uh, many uh, seminars at many of the local uh, universities and colleges in our area. And we've had thousands and thousands of people attend over the years. And what we're looking to do is pass on knowledge to help them uh, with their retirement. Uh, We know it's a challenging environment uh, with the way things are here in the United States. Right now we're we're having a great bull market here. Uh, But still, a lot of people are still having a huge challenge uh, preparing themselves uh, for hopefully a long life expectancy and many years of retirement. And one of the main focuses for people are trying to make sure that they don't outlive their money. So one of the things that we look at is how do we put people in investments where uh, they're basically in the market but trying to take you know less risk and trying to achieve a good rate of return. And over the years, we've looked at a lot of different strategies, and the strategy that I wanted to talk uh, today about a little are some seasonal patterns that exist in the market. 
Uh, we have, you know, many different types of stocks in the market. We have large cap stocks, we have mid cap stocks, and we have small cap stocks. Most people are mostly aware of large cap stocks and the Dow Jones Industrial Average. And large cap stocks over time have done very well. However, there are seasonal patterns that exist that I think are uh, important for people, uh, whether they follow them or not, to at least be cognizant of the fact that they are out there and should be looked at. And this is what I wanted to discuss uh, today with you on the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that the pattern of you know the the sell in May and go away uh, is is something that's talked about a lot. Um, in particular, it looks like it has some merits in some sectors of the market, and that's what we want to talk about in the mid cap. Well, sector. yeah, I'm going to focus in. Yeah, I'm going to focus in on the the mid cap uh, sector because the mid cap stocks have uh, done better than large cap uh, over. Uh, say, the last 30 years. But what I wanted to also talk about is, you know, there is some talk about sell in May and go away. Uh, And, you know, I think people should also look at that as well. Just to give you a little bit of an idea, uh, I looked at some statistics, and this is uh, by the Stock Traders Almanac. Uh, If you invested, many people don't realize, but if you invested uh, $10,000 in the market in 1950, and uh, you only were in the market from May to October 31st, which they're referring to as the dead zone of the market. And you also invested the same 10000 in the Dow uh, S&P 500 from November 1st to April 31st. Uh, what many people don't realize, $10,000 invested in 1950 was only worth uh, less, a little less than 10000 uh, back at the end of uh, at the end of 2014, uh, they basically had about $9,400. However, if they invested $10,000 in the November to May period, every year uh, they had 826,000. So that's quite a big difference. Here, when we talk about the mid caps, the mid cap stocks, we usually uh, look at the dead zone from June 1st to October 31st. And if you look at the data from 1981, if you invested $1,000 in 1981 uh, in the dead zone, which is June 1st to October 31st, you only made $248 for a 0.7% compounded annual return. You actually lost 11 periods in the market, uh, which were some pretty, pretty big down years. In 2008, from that period, you were down a little over 35%. In 2001 and 2002, uh, combined in that year, you know, in that time frame, uh, you were down a little over 30%. Uh, However, if you take a look at the power zone, which exists between November 1st and May 31st, uh, there were only four losing periods in the market, and there were 29 winning periods in the market, and the average annual return was 13.2%. So I think it... It makes a lot of sense wow. for people to realize, uh, especially when they're looking at their uh, retirement accounts, because one of the big benefits of investing in your retirement account is that you don't have any trade, you don't have any um, tax ramifications if you are to make some changes during the year, different than being in a taxable account. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that, that gives people a lot of flexibility and, and a lot of uh, ability to to do things like this without worrying about 
do I trigger capital gains every time I do it? Well, that's fascinating. I mean, I had no idea that the difference was that vast and that the the dead zone was that dead, I guess. Right. That's amazing. It's hard to believe when I, when I, you know, I was in the industry for, for many years and then I had a wholesaler actually show this to me and I, and I, basically couldn't believe it I, I i was shocked and it's some of the things that we do share with people uh just so they know that it exists because obviously uh if you if you don't have as much equity exposure in the market well then you don't have as much risk in the market and as people get older one of the things that they're looking for is to pare back on the risk associated with the market. I mean, you know, one of the things that I I tell people, and a lot of people don't realize this as well, is that, um, you know, when we had the the financial crisis and many people were down 40% in the market, um, you know, many people think that if they get 40% back, well, they're they're back to even, and that's just not true. You need 67% to get back to even. So think about Mm -hmm. that. Think about you know what the average person gets, uh, what their returns are in their portfolio, and how many years it would take them to get back to even. So, Andrew, tell us, you know, in your experience, what are the highlight reasons why this happens? Is there any rhyme or reason to this? Well, I mean, you know, a lot of people have said that there's a there's a forecasting cycle that is prevalent on Wall Street, and that's that, you know, many analysts will go out and uh, look at different companies, and when they visit these different companies, they're usually uh, pretty optimistic about what their plans are uh, for the upcoming year. And the analysts, you know, are listening to what uh, the folks have to say at the companies, and after they get back uh, from the meeting, uh, they typically, you know, will look at the stock and maybe they'll raise their guidance. And this causes, uh, you know, a positive climate for stocks uh, pretty much later in the year and in the first few months of the beginning of the new year. And then uh, by mid-year, reality kind of sets in and some of these companies who had thought that they were going to be doing, you know, quite well don't do as well. And a lot of the analysts then, when when they look at the earnings, they revise their earnings downwards, which puts pressure on, uh, you know, the stocks. And this pace of downward revisions will typically accelerate in the third quarter, which causes a negative climate. And like I said, this doesn't always happen like clockwork, um, but when you take a look at the results, it's something quite staggering. And I think that, you know, people should definitely be cognizant of, of the fact that this exists. Mm-hmm. And I've heard others say that part of the reason that this seems to make sense is because we're such a consumer-based society, and a lot of the buying goes on during those holiday seasons. Does that have any merit to this at all? You know, I don't really. I'm not really sure uh, if that's what uh, you know they talk about. You may be referring to like the Santa Claus rally in the market. Is that what you're alluding yeah, to something like here? That. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, I, I'm not sure that exactly uh, exists. It, it may be part of the equation, uh, but but typically I think it's mostly the forecasting cycle that's built into, uh, you know, the way Wall Street operates with, with analysts going out and, and visiting companies. Yeah, because, of course, that Santa Claus cycle would affect uh, profit, profits and earnings and things like that, but it wouldn't necessarily drive a market trend like this necessarily, Right. right? Uh, I, I don't think it would. I mean, 
but it's it's really amazing when you look back at the market and and you look back over you know the 33 34 years here with you know looking at the mid caps and almost going back even 50 years uh looking at the uh, Dow performance uh going back you know with the sell in May but um since since uh, mid caps are really uh not as large a proponent in clients portfolios I think it's a it's a good idea to to look at you know what this dead zone and power zone actually is. And, um, you know, with smaller mid-caps, you're taking on a little bit more risk in the market. But if you're out of the market for half the year and achieving a really good return, that's typically, uh, you know, keeping up with the Dow or even doing better than the Dow by quite a margin, I think it's something to look at. Well, there's hits and misses, but when you're talking about a record of 29 winning years and four losing years in, in that uh, since 1981 in that sector, that's certainly a, uh, a compelling story. That, now, does that correlate with uh, other f- sectors as well, like the large caps and small caps or international stocks, or do they have their own trends that we look at? Well, I mean, there are different trends internationally than there are domestically, um, but I, I think that um, this trend, you know, that we're focused on here is really just looking at, you know, how the mid caps and how they compare to the large caps here domestically. Um, you know, overseas, what you'll see, there's also, you know, large, there's also uh, growth stocks versus value stocks. And we all know that, that Mr. Buffett is a, a value manager and we, we look at with, you know, value versus growth and what does better over time and, um, you'll see that you know value stocks, whether it be international or domestic, uh, they play a role in that they do better uh, in the market than do growth stocks. Uh, and there is also um, you know some statistics that are, are are pretty impressive when you look at that as well. But with regards to the seasonal patterns, uh, I haven't seen any that existed quite like this uh, with regards to uh, the mid cap pattern here. Yeah, that's that's very compelling. Now, when you uh, uh, take on new clients, uh, what what are some of the common mistakes you generally see with a new client in their overall portfolio design that you're just not comfortable with? Well, what we typically see is we t- we see people that are either uh, too conservative uh, to to achieve their goals, or we see people that are just way too aggressive. Uh, and what I mean by way too aggressive is, you know, when you have someone who may be in their late 70s that are, you know, 100% in the equity markets and we're in a six-and-a-half-year bull market right here, it, it may not be make, you know, a lot of sense to, to have all your eggs in one basket in the equity markets. Uh, and we actually see a lot of people that come in that are, that are heavily uh, invested in the markets not diversified out. They may have all their money in large cap. They may decide that they don't want to have any money in the international markets. Um, and then, you know, we talk about small and mid cap uh, stocks in a lot of our classes when we try to educate people uh, as to, you know, why you should have a complete diversification in your portfolio. But we also try to hone in on the fact that if someone wants to have uh, mid-caps in their portfolio, and it's in their retirement account, we certainly will let them know about some of these seasonal patterns that exist. Yeah, that makes makes sense. Man- uh, managing the different 
asset classes is important as having a diversified portfolio. And, of course, these days I think a lot of people have given up on traditional asset allocation models and said, well, there is absolutely no yield in the conservative sector right now, especially if they have a 401k. And so I'm taking matters into my own hands and I'm pushing it all up into equities. Is, is that something that you've seen with some of your clients? Yeah, we see that. We definitely see that exist. I just wanted to go back and make a point, which I didn't comment on on the seasonal pattern. Uh, we talked about this existing, you know, for the last 33, 34 years, but over the past 30 years, uh, from that November 1st to May 31st, that power zone, the worst loss was less than 2% in any given hmm. year. <laughs> Just wow. another thing to, to look at. That's pretty powerful. It's very powerful, and it makes, it makes a tremendous amount of sense to understand that there are patterns in the market in certain sectors that makes a lot of sense that your advisor kind of understands that and, and gets you out of harm's way when it's the right time to do that. Uh, how do our listeners get in touch with you and find out more about Synergy Advisory Management Group, Andrew? Uh, well, we're on the web. Uh, you can certainly give us a call at uh, at our numbers here. You can look on our website. It's www.synergyamg.com, and you can learn uh, quite a bit on our website. And uh, if anyone out there would like to give me a shout-out, I'd be happy to uh, speak to them regarding uh, some of these seasonal patterns. Of course, a lot of our business owner clients, uh, listeners, are over age 50 plus, and they're, you know, they're they're entering in a point where they are going to have to manage uh, an account, uh, uh, a liquid asset, if they sell their business rather than managing their cash flow of their business. So it's very important to understand what some of these uh, trends are and get to know uh, professionals and and learn from their ideas and see if you like what they have to say. So give Andrew Aaron's a call uh, or go to the website at www.synergyamg.com. And again, uh, very fascinating information, and I'm sure you have other trends and tips and ideas for our listeners that we'd love to check in with you in the future, Andrew, and and learn about some more of those. So please, uh, let's let's talk again sometime in the near future, and I look forward to that day. And until then, thanks so much for joining us and and, uh, sharing some very valuable tips and interesting ideas with our listeners. Thanks, Bill. I appreciate it. We're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back with another guest, so please stay tuned. Hi, everybody. This is Spike Reel for The Exit Coach. Business owners, can you name the eight key value drivers that you and your managers should be focusing on to increase the value of your business? Introducing the Sellability Score Index. Visit our website and answer 25 questions about your business, and you will instantly receive your Sellability Score, showing you how well you stack up in the eight value driver areas. It's a great management tool. It's absolutely free for our listeners. Just visit ExitCoachRadio.com and click Get My Sellability Score. Does thinking about what will happen to your business if you're gone keep you awake at night? Will you get the price you need from your business to carry you through retirement? The BEI Network of Exit Planning Professionals is the world's leading advisor network with the power to help business owners transition out of business on their own timeline and terms. Ask your most trusted advisor to create a BEI plan for you or visit us at ExitPlanning.com. That's ExitPlanning.com. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio. 